Hi, I'm April Lovett. And I'm Daryl Lovett. We've been together for six years, and we have a sweet and sassy little girl, an adorable and talkative little boy, and our fur child, our dog, Lainey. <laughs> oh. That's funny, huh? Hi, I'm April Lovett. And I'm Daryl Lovett. We've been together for six years, and we have a sweet and sassy little girl, an adorable and talkative little boy, and our fur child, our dog, Lainey. That's right. We also work our nine-to-five jobs together, we teach together, and we own the Lovett Company. We do so much together, and we wanted to share some of our tips and tricks for living out our 24-7 relationship. That's right. A relationship that is all day, every day. Plus, we wanted to share with you how we managed to run our business alongside full-time jobs and still find time for kids, chores, and fun. So in this podcast, the Success in Black and White podcast, we will talk about navigating the gray in life. So get ready, get ready, get ready. We're going to be bringing to you Real Talk concepts every week as we share some of our stories, best practices, as well as talk to guests about how they found success by doing extraordinary things in their everyday lives. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Success in Black and White. The podcast. We are back in the house one more again. We are back one more again. In the house. Coming to you live. <laughs> we still haven't gotten that. I know. It don't matter. I don't matter, know if we ever will. Yeah. But we back, y'all. We back. We excited. Yeah. Coming into year number two for us. Yep. Um, I guess we can just stop saying the episodes. This is our thing. This is what we do. We're not new to this anymore. Mm-hmm. So um, we do it our way. We are authentic. Mm-hmm. So that's what you're going to get. Um, so let's bring it to the people. What we got for tonight? Ooh, tonight. I'm excited about this title. Oh, yeah. Give it to me. Get over the bull shift. Wait, what? Hey, I got this. Ain't this a PG? This PG. Say it again now. I get Get over the bullshit. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. You got it. A shift to the elongate left. that T now. Shift. The bullshit. Actually, it's not the T. It's the F. Right. Shift. Okay. Did y'all hear that? Get over the bullshit. Get over the bullshit. All right. Cool. Well, let's talk about that then. Let's bring the people into this conversation and talk through kind of um, what we've been going through and while we're the talking bullshit. about this. Yeah. <laughs> and while we're talking about this and where we're going with this. I like this. Yeah. Why? So why are we talking about this? I want to know because this was, again, first of all, I'm loving that you're coming up with topics. Yeah. I love it because there's always so much energy. Like I can come up with topics all day long. And some of the topics I come up with are really good. Mm-hmm. But some of them you don't have as much energy around. What? I always have energy. Mm. I bring the energy. You do bring the energy. I so it's bring the energy. <laughs> it's always better when you come up with the topics because then I know for sure we're going to have energy. Okay. Yeah. So you want to know where this came from? I want to know where getting over the bullshit came from. Definitely. So, you know, you and I, we always talk and we're always communicating and we're always looking for ways to improve what we're doing, to continue to build our brand, to continue to build our business, to continue to come up with great concepts and ideas to give to the people on the podcast. So I don't know if you remember, which I'm sure you do because of the pretty extensive and good conversation that we were having about 
a shift that we were making in our approach about the content that we're going to deliver and how we were going to deliver it. Mm -hmm. Um, And as I kind of sat and I thought through that, I was like, man, like we've been doing this for a year. We got it down packed and, you know, we're going to make a shift and we're going to change. And it kind of gave me a little bit of anxiety because, you know, Mm. It took us time to learn how to do this. And we finally got to a place to where we were comfortable with doing what we were doing. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, we had a conversation talking about shifting the concept and kind of the ideas around what we were doing. So it gave me a little bit of anxiety. But with that, anytime that I have anxiety, I always try to figure out a way to address it, to approach it, to overcome it. Yeah. And during that process, I started talking to myself and, and and. As I always do, I started reading, kind of researching about what we had discussed. And then I was doing that. I was like, you know what? I bet I'm not the only person that goes through shifts in their life. But because they're comfortable and they've become accustomed to doing something, they hesitate with shifting. Yeah. So I started to formulate ideas and the things that I was learning and what I was reading up on. I kind of picked out things that resonated with me and I've shared some of them with you and you have the notes in front of you. Yeah. I figured why not give it to the people? Because I know as we're getting ready to end 2019 and go into 2020, people are probably starting that shifting process in their life as they're coming up on 2020. You know how they do at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And you have the last 90 days, the last 60 days, the last 30 days. Well, as you prepare for this shift, what I found is there's a way to do that so that you're efficient and you actually get over the bull shift. Interesting. So that's kind of how I got to this and why I'm very excited, because as we talked about what we're going to do and the ways um, that we've kind of talked through that we're going to share with everyone, I think is good because it kind of helps you navigate and think through the process of shifting when it's time to make that shift in your life for whatever reason it may be. Good. I like that. I think it's hard because I think that people change all the time and scenarios change. And sometimes your environment and your scenario changes and you didn't have a choice in it. And so I think this is really going to be good advice for whether you're facilitating that change or whether that change is happening to you and you don't feel like you have as much control. But maybe this is a way that you can wrap your head around big changes or around these shifts that we're talking about. Right. So the first thing I think we want to talk about is what is a shift if we talk about bull shift? Mm-hmm. <laughs> PG, still bull yeah. shift. <laughs> so if we're talking about bull shifting, what is a shift? And I think for us, kind of like you alluded to, a shift is a very gradual change. Mm-hmm. Um, when we talk about like change, sometimes it can be a very sudden change, right? But shifting usually implies that it's a little bit more of a progression, a little bit slower, something that you that may happen over time. Sometimes I would venture to say you may not even notice that it's happening. Um, For us, I think that 
especially if we're talking about when we really sat down to talk about the concepts and the context of our podcast and what we're bringing people every week and how that needed to change and how it needed to stay the same, we talked about the fact that there has been a gradual shift already within the first season, this first year that we did it. And we saw that shift. I'm sure that you guys have seen that shift as well. Um, I remember we started out the podcast, like our first couple of podcasts were like an hour and a half. And we're like, how do we talk about things and not have them be, you know, over an hour? I don't, we didn't know how to do that because we had so much we wanted (laughs) to talk about and we're both talkers. Right. And so how, how did we do that? So we eventually were able to really commit to and shift to, um, under an hour. And then we're like, we had a lot of feedback that people loved what we were bringing, but they're like, we have a hard time listening to anything that's over, you know, 45 minutes because they listen on their commute or when they work out or whatever. And so we really mm-hmm. had to try to make that shift to under, we try to stay around 40 minutes now. So right. um, that was just one example of a shift, but it is, it's a very gradual and usually in a forward moving like you're moving forward you're usually not shifting back although that might apply to some areas of life too just depending on what your situation is right yeah that's absolutely right and um to follow up with what you said on how we started out with the podcast um we knew that we were in a position to shift um based on the feedback that we were getting also based on some of our assessment of what we were doing and the information that we were presenting to people and the content, uh, which was very important because I know that when we first started out, we were doing some like heavy research and we had like 10 takeaway points Yeah, <laughs> and we kind of had to go through and pick out the top three or four yeah. to give to the people. Then it wouldn't um, be two hours. And then it wouldn't be, you know, an hour or two hours long. And that's kind of what we yeah. decided to do. And that kind of helped us with the shift. Yeah. Um, but it definitely is what you said. It's gradual and it's progressive, meaning that it's in a forward movement. Um, it's propelling you forward. So I think that that was a good way to explain what a shift is and kind of how it related to us. And that was a good example, too, that you gave. Yeah. I'm curious, though, too, because <clears throat> not everybody is going to be, I mean, We're probably one of the small percentage right now. It's a growing field. The podcast podcasting field industry is growing, but we're still a small percentage. So what are other types of shifts that people might encounter? Like I think sometimes about work is usually an obvious like I feel like my work shifts constantly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that's a prime example that you just mentioned is work at work. Um, shift can come with many different faces and, and one could be a shift in leadership. It can be a shift in position. It could be a shift in responsibility and it could also be a shift in staff, meaning that mm-hmm. some of your staff that you oversee or that you work alongside or that support you um, are moving and doing different things. So uh, definitely one in work. I think that when you talk about personal relationships like ours, mm-hmm. um, there is always going to be shifting within, you know, intimate relationships. And then once you bring in the addition of, um, you know, kids and, and other family members, um, it's also going to give opportunities to where shifting is going to happen. And then if you want to take it a step further, if you want to talk about the business aspect, 
if you're not continually trying to improve or grow or learn more about the business that you're in or that you're a part of, um, then obviously there's an issue there. One, but two, businesses are supposed to shift throughout time because mm-hmm. as you know, time goes on, especially with podcasts, um, technology changes. Um, the audience changes, mm-hmm. what they're expecting changes. And then throughout the time as you're growing, you're going to change. Right. So I think those are all three different areas where you're talking about at work, you're talking about intimate um, relationships or family relationships. And then you're talking about business, which we have a business and uh, intimate relationship, um, which are very separate and they shift in their own ways independently. Yeah, this is so funny. I don't know why I was thinking about this, but um, I was thinking about when you were talking about intimate relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, I had listened to, I wish I remembered which podcast it was, but I don't remember. But I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how men usually, like when there are marriage problems um, that happen, men usually come into counseling saying, well, I married this person and she changed Mm. and I didn't expect that. And I want the person back that I married. (laughs) Women usually go into like a marriage counseling situation saying, I married this person thinking I could change him and he hasn't changed. (laughs) Isn't that funny? So like there's this interesting like, um, play on what each individual partner may think is going to be a shift in the relationship or may not think, would be a shift in the relationship. And I was just thinking about that because I think it's so funny. I think that matters, though. That's important when you're talking about shifting and you're especially talking about partnerships mm-hmm. and between two people. They have to communicate that if they are in the midst of a shift or they are thinking about, you know, taking on or approaching a shift that they feel is getting ready to come into their lives. Like they got to communicate about that. Yeah. Um, because like you said, <laughs> the men are like, what, what happened to yeah. what happened to this person that, I, that married? Like, girl I married? Where did she go? Three kids later. <laughs> yeah. You where know. did she go? And, and the women are coming in like, why can't I get this bonehead <laughs> to change and be who, change be who I thought he would turn out to be and who he had the potential to be? Right. You know, Isn't that funny? That and the funny. reality is, if you're in a good, healthy relationship, marriage, relationship, whatever it is, partnership that you're in. If you're in a healthy relationship, you should both always be changing. Like there is yeah. no reason that either one of you should still be married to the same person that you actually married. Like you should both be changing and shifting, but Full doing it together. Progressively exactly. and together. Yeah. And that was the same thing that I was saying about business. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, especially when you talk about business partnership mm-hmm. with us. Like we're always looking for that next step like how do we grow how do we get better at what we're doing how do we learn more about what we're doing and i think that that's a great example and you definitely have to do that in the personal relationships because Mm -hmm. as you continue to grow and you introduce you know new things into your relationship meaning kids for us Mm -hmm. i mean some of those things have to go like i can't be my old self yeah. You can't no. be your old self and, and just go out and party till no. 1 a.m. anymore. <laughs> and hopefully, like, with that shift, yeah. you know, we're understanding and it's a forward shift and we're communicating it between us. Exactly. But also planning it out for our family. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Um, so I love this concept that okay. you wrote down. 
And, but I think it's interesting. I don't want to hear a little bit more about it because I feel like this is a phase of life that um, could be defined by almost like imposter syndrome for, especially for entrepreneurs. I think right. apply to anybody. But if you're an entrepreneur, this this sounds like imposter syndrome to me. So <laughs> I'm curious what you think of it. But your term that you have here is entrepreneur versus entrepreneur. Right. So here, let me let me back up a little bit before oh, okay. I get to that yes. and, and kind of give you the context that I'm thinking of. Okay. So from little kids, mm-hmm. when you're born, and, and this isn't for everyone. I'm not speaking for everyone. I know I'm speaking for me and, and probably a majority um, like you're taught specific things and ways that you're supposed to go about doing things. True. And you're taught that you're supposed to help out and you're supposed to contribute and you're supposed to go to the school. And you're supposed to make good grades and you're mm-hmm. supposed to go through school. And now you're supposed to go to college, get a degree, get a good job, advance through the job, get an administrative position get a good retirement plan, 401k, whatever it may be, get good insurance, live out your life, retire, collect your retirement pension, get your social security, and then you die. You die. (laughs) You know, and I think that's what you're being taught. Yeah. So when you have those things, definitely our generation. Yeah, our generation for sure. Yeah. And when you have those things and they're ingrained within you and they're yeah. a part of who you are throughout your life you may get to a phase like we're at right now where you want to step outside of that traditional training those traditional expectations that you have and most of the times that come with what we're doing now where you want to be an entrepreneur mm. now as much as you want to be an entrepreneur and you want to step outside and you want to do something different and you want to do something that you're passionate about, maybe not what you went to school for, maybe not what your family or parents are expecting you to do. Before you take a step and before you shift into being an entrepreneur, you're a entrepreneur. And a lot of the time we spend so much energy and so much time in that entrepreneur phase mm-hmm. Because we will not make that shift because of what has been ingrained, what has been pressed on us, what we've been taught, the expectations that have been drilled into us. Mm. So we live out so much of our lives in a phase of entrepreneurship and we won't make that shift because we're comfortable with where we are because that's what's been pushed and ingrained on Mm -hmm. us. So that's where I came up with that concept. And I heard I heard the entrepreneur from somebody. I didn't make that up. I heard that somewhere. I don't even remember where. But when they were talking about it, I was like, man. And they were talking about the concept of entrepreneurship, but they didn't compare the two. Uh-huh. And they didn't even talk about it the way that I am. They basically just was bashing all the people who who, want to be who wanted to be entrepreneurs and just didn't. But here's the thing. I think you have a really good point because it's hard to make that chain. Even now, as entrepreneurs, right. we still work full time, and there's, you know, there we talk about that. There's uh, tactical intention behind that because there's some things that you have to think about and that are very practical logistical things. You can't just like, you know, 
go off and start a company if you don't have a skill set and you don't have the financial resources and other resources too that we know we need. Definitely. But at the same time that we are entrepreneurs, I think that, and I think this is where I got into the imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. because we work hard. Very hard. And as entrepreneurs, we work really hard And it can be easy for somebody to discredit the work that you have done. If you truly are an entrepreneur and you have a business and you're bringing in money, it can be easy for people to discredit that if it's not your full-time gig. And even if it is your full-time gig, a lot of people will try to discredit that. And I remember we were sitting, um, not this week maybe, in a meeting where um, somebody was presenting to us a very well-respected entrepreneur. And he said, um, he said side hustle. Yeah. And, you know, I told him, I said, I, I get it, but I, I bristle a little bit when people say side hustle, because if you're an entrepreneur and you have a full-time job, it's not a side hustle. <laughs> if you're truly an entrepreneur, you live and breathe your business. Right whenever you're not at work. And so we're, you know, during the weekends, at nights, like we have another full-time job and it is our full-time job. It's just like, you're not part-time parents. You're full-time parents all the time. All the time. We're full-time entrepreneurs all the time. Right. Just that we don't promote the business between eight and five because, you know, we have our other job and we're full-time workers too. But for what we do though, we are promoting the business because it's us. That's true. So... That is true. How we're representing ourselves. And that matters. It does matter. And it matters that we do a good job in our our actual full-time, you know, nine to five jobs, because that is a representation of us and right. who we are and what our business stands for eventually, you know? Yeah. So this is, this is a perfect example. And the segue that you just kind of set up for me was perfect. So what we did before we even took the step and shifted we were entrepreneurs because what would we what would we do before we decided to make them? We would sit and talk. We talk. We got these and dreams talk, talk, and these aspirations, and we yeah. would talk. And oh, what would you think if we did this? What do you think about this? Oh, this would be so cool. And we never made that shift, even though it was setting itself up for us. Mm-hmm. And finally, one night, it was like, "Do you want to do this?" Disregarding everything else that was going on, which is what you just named off a whole bunch of things like daytime job and this and that. Um, it, it does. I don't feel like it discredits me uh, because what we do as entrepreneurs, it is us. Yeah. And it is associated with our passion and our purpose and our calling. Mm-hmm. So therefore, those things are always with us all the time. And we've just now used that to represent ourselves in a business manner and an entrepreneurship focal point. Mm, mm -hmm. That's how I see it. So back to what I was saying about how we sat there and we talked Mm -hmm. and we would never make that shift, but we knew we both wanted to do it. We knew we both had the skill sets to do it. We knew that we um, were eager enough and that we would commit enough to learn what we needed to, Mm -hmm. to get us there. But we never made that shift until that one night sitting on the couch and you were like, all right, what's going on? I told you. And then you were like, let's do it. And that's where we made the shift. And it was gradual because like I said, we talked about it for so long and we exchanged thoughts and we exchanged ideas and we were entrepreneurs because we didn't make that shift. And once we made that shift, 
that's when we took the necessary steps and it got us out of that comfort zone because the way that I am, we immediately did it legitimate way. Like we got a business, we got an EIN, you know, we went through the business bureau, got our LLC, got the website. Like we were like, we're going with this and we're making this shift right now. And we did. And even since then, we've shifted and shifted. Yeah. And shifted. Yeah. And and still shifting. And we're still shifting. And you know what? I think if we ever stop shifting and stop evaluating and assessing what we're doing and stop, you know, if we just stop and we don't think through and shift, then I think the business dies. It does. But like we said, it's so easy to do because, for instance, like this podcast, we were comfortable. We got this thing set up the mic, set the laptop up, get the lights, get the cameras, record. And it's like, let's go. And we did it for so long and then we became comfortable. Yeah. And we were kind of getting complacent. But we went back and we talked about what we were trying to do long term Mm -hmm. and was this fitting in with that also taking into the feedback that we were getting and then we looked at was this really aligning with our long-term plans and our current vision Mm. and it wasn't and to go a little bit further um we were trying to do a whole lot i guess i'm about to expose to you all i you cool with this yeah okay i'm about to expose to y'all what the shift what the shift is for us yeah so april and i We are very good at doing a lot of things Mm -hmm. and we have been. And I think this goes back to the work um, example that I was given, like at work, I feel like I'm supposed to be good at a bunch of things that's in my job description. And that's what they tell you at work. They're like, all right, you got to know how to do this. And you got to know what, how to do this. That's what HR evaluations do. I know. It's like, you got to know how to do this, this, yes. this, 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 and this. And if it's not your strong suit. If it's you're not your strong docked. suit. Yeah. So April and I, because it, it's been ingrained because of what we've learned, mm-hmm. we tried to take that same approach in our business. We did. And we were trying to do everything that everyone was telling us they thought we should do. Everything that everyone was asking us to do, everything that we thought we should do. And before you know it, we were doing a lot of things good and we wasn't doing one thing great. Yeah. So our shift was to scale back all of these things in our business that we are capable of doing and focus in on what our vision is, what our goals are and kind of hone in on what we want to and what our actual passion is and our calling is. And then from there, as opportunities present themselves, we can share some of our other talents, but we're not going to build our business around all of the different things that everyone's telling us to do, everything that we think we should do, everything that we think people think we should do. Um, And and that's a shift that we made when we're kind of looking at it. Um, and, and but feedback is so important. Feedback, yes. A lot of what we do now is based on valuable, critical feedback Correct. that we've gotten from people who listen to us, interact with us, mm-hmm. who have hired us. It just we take that feedback and it matters. And so yeah. those are shifts that we made and that we continue to make. But I like what you're saying because we don't always like if it doesn't ring true to 
who we are or to our values, we also won't make the shift just because somebody says it. Right. Correct. But I know that for us, we were doing a lot of things that we thought we should be doing that. Yes, we were. That we're capable of doing and we're very talented at doing and we're very good at doing. But in the grand scheme of things, like I feel like those were um, or are secondary to what our main focus is for us. Yeah. And that's the shift that we're currently kind of going through right now where we're going to evaluate, you know, services that we provide or topics that we talk about. And, and, you know, we may still have those same topics available, but there's going to be what we want at the top and at the forefront. And when people see us, they're going to be able to know that's what we're about. Because right now you can ask five different people what they know about us and they'll probably tell you five different things. Mm -hmm. That's fine with me. Yeah. Also, well, yes, I know what you're saying, but also we put a lot of ourselves out there, which was very intentional. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this too, is like, we want to control our narrative, but we also want to share our lives. I feel like that's the piece that we're kind of leaving out. Yeah. When we're sharing. And I think that that's what makes us who we are. Yeah. And there are some people that want that and some people that don't. But here's the thing that... I feel very um, good about is that the experience that experiences that we face in our lives will get to where the people think they want us, Mm -hmm. but they just got to be okay with us and trust us doing it our way, which is what I think we're shifting to is doing everything our way. Yeah. And, And when I'm talking about the shift, that's, that's basically kind of what I'm saying to sum it up in a nutshell. Like all the different things that we're good at, we're not going to stop doing those things. But I think that we're going to hone in and do it our way. So whatever we do is going to be our way. And if you're good with it, then that's cool. You rock with us. If you're not good with it, then I hope that over time you will see that what we do and how we do it can still accomplish what you're trying to attain if you're considering us. I want I want to shift the conversation a little bit. Okay. In our in our spirit of bullshifting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to shift it back a little bit to what you said about um, passion, because what I want you to talk about is whether it might apply to people if they are in business with somebody. But I think more so it could apply with like a partnership, a mm-hmm. marriage, a relationship, a friendship, even. How do you either like coexist or come up with goals that will be good for maybe the both of you in a relationship? Or maybe you have a business partner. Um, for us, we have a unique situation in that we are married and we are business partners. Right. And so, how do you recommend people honor their true passions and still use those passions to do their calling? Like, for instance, we have different passions. Right. Um, but we have similar values and similar goals. So how do you recommend people navigate and still feel like they're doing their their passion, their calling when they're striving for the same goal? I think you just answered the question with the last statement. Oh, (laughs) make sure I know. Make sure that you're striving one for the same goal. Okay. I think that's where the most important part is. 
I mean, we just, <laughs> so that's funny that you asked that question. And this example that I'm about to give you, you're going to laugh because we literally just had this conversation like before we started this episode. So, so I think it's about having the same goal and understanding that what I bring to the table with my passions are maybe not the same as yours, but they will meet in the middle and align because we have a common goal. So remember before we started this episode, the blankets that are behind us on the couch. Yeah. Right. Don't shake your head. Like for <laughs> real, this is a perfect example. I'm glad okay. you said that. And, and it's fresh. So when we were getting ready to set up for this episode, I am very particular. If y'all don't know this by now, you haven't been listening to us long enough. Go back and listen to all of the previous episodes. So there's a certain way I like the blankets behind me folded up and my pillows that are behind my back. If you're watching, I'm moving to the side so that you can see like I'm very particular and I do it the same way every time. So April has decided that she wanted to also add her blanket behind her. I'm okay with that. I'm cool. I'm not going to be the keeper of the blankets in this house. If she want a blanket behind her, she can put a blanket behind her. So I did my blanket. I folded it up. I had it straight where the white fuzzy edges were not showing and they were tucked in. April just got her blanket, had overlaps. Nothing was aligned. And she threw it behind us. And I was like, what are you doing? And she said, what? I said, your blanket, you got the white edges showing. Oh, what are you talking about? Does that really matter? I'm like, hey, listen, and this is where the common goal comes in at. I'm like, hey, do you like for us to be well represented in the video? The answer was yes. All right, then for me, I feel like this represents us well in the video when what we're putting out there looks structured, organized, straight and folded and creased and laid over the couch the right way. So so then she going to hit me with, well, I'm sorry I did it wrong. I say, no, no, no. Your way was not wrong because it was not my way doesn't mean that it was a wrong way. But you guys see there are no white edges. Yeah. The blankets behind us are so my way was clearly wrong. No, it wasn't wrong. It was your way. But for what we're doing right now and our common goal of representing ourselves well on camera, we're not matching. That's true. So your that's way. like, you know, they say, you don't. there are some battles you're just not going to die on the hill. But why for. would that even be a battle for what we're trying to do? Our common goal of representing ourselves well right. on the camera right. would not have been met if both of us weren't in agreeance Agree. of what the blankets look like yeah, behind us. No, it's so it's not a battle for me, but it is a passion of yours. Yes. And we do have the common goal. Yes. Your passion is making sure that the blankets are well folded. Right. Our common goal is to make sure that things look decent, decent on right. camera. Right. Um, Yes. So, I so, see so that's where I'm saying the common yeah. goal is I the most important going. part, even if you do have different passions. And I obviously think that you have to discuss those passions. I definitely think that's important. You have to yeah. talk about them, but you can find the common ground or the common goal to where you can use both of them and align them yeah. so that the goal is met. Agree. And you have to do that together. Yeah, I agree. So I think that goes perfectly into step one when you're talking about common goals okay and making shifts yeah and doing things together or independently yeah 
you have to make the decision. So back to the example that we had about the blankets, (laughs) I made the decision that I was going to refold the blanket. Yeah. I didn't even make you refold it. No, I I said, baby, since it's me that cares about the blankets, we do have a common goal. I'll take this one. I'll fold the blankets. Yeah. When we're talking about our shift, though. We talked about it, like I said earlier, earlier, Mm -hmm. like we talked about it and we made the decision. And that's the first step is you have to make the decision that you're going to make the shift. Do you think that people let's let's use entrepreneurship, entrepreneur to Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship as an example? Mm -hmm. Do you think that people, when they make this decision, do they need to have all their ducks in a row, so to speak. Do you need to have all your financial resources, all your outsourcing resources, all of your support? Like, do you have to have all your ducks in a row to make that shift? No, that is a perfect segue. So I got my notes right here, y'all. I mean, you just setting me up. Like, you just, that was a like. That's good, because I haven't th- looked at these notes very That well. <laughs> was like a softball, like, perfect pow, out of the park right there. <gasps> So that leads into my very next step. So after you make the decision Mm -hmm. that you're going to shift, because we're talking about shifting. So you're like, all right, I'm a entrepreneur, but I really want to do this. And I want to shift into an entrepreneur. You got to decide and say, you know what? I'm going to do it. It's my decision. It's my decision right now. And I'm making the shift. The very next step is to challenge your assumptions. So that is basically getting out of your own head and getting over your emotions. Mm. That's the very next step. So I wrote down a couple of ways that you can do that. So like if there's an attachment to something or someone that's prohibiting you from doing that. Like you got to you got to decide and you got to get out of your assumptions of Mm. what the possibilities may or may not be. You know what this person may or may not think what may or may not happen in this situation to this particular thing. You know what I think about with us? What's that? I think about one of the number one things I know, at least for me, because I'm a freaking control freak. Delegation. Yeah. And that's what I think of when you say that, because it's probably the number one thing that will hold me back from whether it's entrepreneurship or in my nine to five or even like we've talked about in our personal relationship, delegation and asking for help. Definitely. So once you make the decision, you have to challenge your assumptions and kind of get your emotions in line. And then I think another part of getting your emotions in line is being content and comfortable with the decision that you made and moving forward with that and not listening to what everyone tells you you should or could do. Mm. Because especially when you're talking about entrepreneurship and you tell somebody who's not on the same wave wavelength as you and they don't have the same energy as you do, they're going to tell you everything that they think they know about entrepreneurship that you should take into consideration and they are a entrepreneur. Hmm. And what is that going to do? That's going to get you in your own head. And you're going to start to come up with all these assumptions. And what is it going to do? It's going to take you backwards. And you're going to be stuck before making a shift because you got to go through these steps. You're going to be stuck at the decision of I'm going to make a shift. And if you don't get past the next step of challenging the assumptions and getting your emotions in line. You're going to be stuck right there on step number two. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it's good to to, you know, communicate with people and share with them ideas and concepts and hear what they have to say. But you have to determine that you're doing it based on what you want to do and where you want to go, not on where they're telling you you should go or where they think you should go. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I know you have more, but I do just want to say, because this for us has been a sticking point with our podcast, especially because as we talked about what do we want it to look like and what should it look like? Mm hmm. We know the directions that we want to go. We know we want to do more of talking about interracial relationships and diversity and really finding your own success. In your differences. In your differences. And so, I mean, that is when we talk about the shift that we're talking about, that is what we're talking about and what we have had conversations about in the past couple of weeks. Yeah. At the same time, We still want to talk about things that matter to us, like this topic right here. It matters. Right. Like bullshifting. This matters to us. And it really does. I laugh because the title's funny, but this matters to us. And so we want to have the freedom to be able to set aside what we want to do and what we need to talk about and what matters, but then also set aside time for us to talk about these topics that are important to us and important for us to share with you that we know people get a lot out of. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. No, you're good. I think that that was a good point. I'm glad that you added that in there and you actually told them kind of the shift that we were making. That is the shift. Yeah. So our focus is going to be more on embracing your differences to help you find success. Right. Um, And for us, you know, we have so many differences. Obviously, one, we're in an interracial relationship. Um, but that could be on any platform. And a lot of the things that we talk about are, um, so easy to use in different settings and different situations Mm -hmm. and they're pretty transferable. Mm -hmm. But, um, one of the things that we're very passionate about is like she said, the diversity and inclusion, um, how to make your differences work for you, how to use your differences to elevate you, how to use your differences to be successful. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with using your differences and your strengths and holding on to those and letting those show through as you be the best version and authentic version of yourself. Yeah, agree. So we're agree. very passionate about that. We kind of, you know, earlier kind of decided we wanted to do it but then we stayed away from it but that's who we are that's what we're passionate about Mm -hmm. we feel like that's a large portion of our purpose and um we are who we are and we are together and we believe in what we believe in and we have our vision our goals for a reason so Ooh, I can't wait to talk about some of our topics we have. Oh, yeah. So let me get to this anyway, last. Let yeah. me get to this last step. Go so no, the last one is <laughs> after you make the decision to shift, which I think is very important. Yeah. You have to challenge your assumptions. So that's getting your emotions in line. Mm-hmm. And then the last step is you have to focus on the decisions that you're making during the shift and not the shift itself. Because once you start shifting, it's going to happen and you're going to shift one way or another. 
once you start to shift. So make sure you hone in and you focus on the decisions that you're making while you're in the midst of a shift so that you can determine and dictate how you're shifting. If you focus on the shift itself, you're going to get lost on the decisions that need to be made while you're in the shift to help get you to where you originally decided you wanted to shift to. So step one, decide that you're going to make that shift and stick with it. Step two, challenge your own assumptions, get your emotions in line. And step three, Focus on the decisions that you are making during your shift and not the shift itself. Mm. Those are the three steps right there. You do those and you shift and, and, and you stay focused on what you're trying to do. I think that the next step for you is going to put you in a position to be successful at what you're trying to do and what you're planning to do next. Yeah, agree. I believe that. And that's kind of what I found. And that's what stood out to me. And I was like, that's it. We talked about it. We made a decision. Yeah. We challenged our own assumptions because there are some things that um, April thought and some things that I thought. Mm-hmm. And then some things that we took from feedback and we're like, all right, let's find out what um, really matters for us and what is going to work for us. Not based on what other people said should work for us. And then we focused on the decisions during the shift and not the shift itself so that we knew that as we were shifting, it was going in a direction that was going to work for us. Mm-hmm. And you can do it if you use those three steps. Those aren't the only three steps, but I think that does a good starting point for you. If you want to talk to me about it, definitely talk to me about it. If you want to bounce ideas off me, definitely bounce ideas off me and get over your bull shift. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, anything else you want to add to that? No, just get over your bullshit. Get over it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for tonight. All right. Until the next time. We out. Peace. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe on any podcast platform and make sure that you rate us. Also, we do have a YouTube channel if you prefer to watch our antics, and we also provide closed captioning. And if you want to know more about us, go check us out on our website at successinblackandwhite.com, or you can reach out to us directly on social media. My social media handle is I am Daryl Lovett on all platforms. And mine is April Dawn Lovett on all platforms.